is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, so I've been promising you a conversation about my own version of Eat, Pray, Love, my solo trip to Barcelona. And I promised that I would talk to you about my plant medicine journey. This is something that I have kind of poked fun at in the past, uh, not judging people who do it, but I've laughed about the fact, and I still do, I, I admit, I still laugh at the fact that a lot of people talk as if plant medicines, you know, cure everything and that that's the only way to be awakened. And I always joke, and you've heard me say probably in the past on the show, things like, you know, there's no amount of plant medicine that you could do that could open you up, crack you open, challenge you, confront you like having children, like parenting. So I laugh at, and I definitely have laughed in, in the past on the show and my personal life at the idea that that's the only way. And there's just this whole, you know, spiritual community, non-religious, non-Christian spiritual community and spiritual coaches and influencers who throw it around and actually literally throw it around. Like in certain areas of the country, they're serving it up. Like, you know, you might serve burgers at a fast food joint and not really paying reverence to it, not really treating it with respect and honor. And there are people who have gotten hurt and there are people who have had horrible experiences. I know someone who's very well versed on the topic and he didn't follow his gut, prompting intuition, God's voice, whatever you want to call it. After doing this several times, he didn't follow that. And he experienced something extremely challenging. Something told him not to do it at that time, but especially with the person who was facilitating or serving the plant medicine. And he did it anyway and he had a really bad experience. Bad doesn't mean challenging. I mean, bad like it was months and months of recovering from that. So I had heard stories like that. And then I'd seen, as I said, people like throwing it around like it's, you know, a tic tac. And I didn't like it. And so I followed myself and what my creator was telling me and which was not for me. And so I, I poked fun at not plant medicine, but the people who were worshiping it, the people who were not just worshiping it, but they were actually treating it with no respect and hurting people and, you know, just making it this sort of like cool thing to do and acting as if it was the answer to everything. So why in the hell did I end up doing it? 
Well, because I felt the prompt, because I knew I was supposed to. So there are so many different plant medicines. I mean, even tobacco is a plant medicine. And there are many that I don't feel called to. There's one in particular. I will call her Aya. There's a full name for that plant medicine. And I thought that I was being called to her, which I know is going to sound so woo-woo and weird, but I thought I was. And so I started these conversations where I would actually say, you know, am I meant to, you know, have a journey with you? Am I meant to do this? Because if I'm not, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it for the wrong reasons. Is this is this right for me? And I would also pray to my God and say, you know, please guide me. If this isn't meant to be, of course, I'm not going to do it. Like you're driving the bus here. I'm, I'm a willing passenger. You know, what do you think? And it looked like I was, it was a yes for quite some time. And then one day I just had no ability. As I say this, I know this sounds so crazy and weird. I'm just going to say it anyway. No one told me to do this. Nobody advised me to do this. Nobody explained to me that, oh, this is what you do. I felt prompted to directly communicate with this plant, this plant medicine, this, what I would call, felt like this wise, wise, wise elder and spirit in the form of a plant. And so when I would speak to her, all of a sudden I got nothing back. And it was just like, I mean, like just gone, nothing. And that's when I knew, whoop, not meant to be because I was asking for a sign and that was my sign. So I decided it's not going to happen. At one point I was on a walk on our property. We live on almost 30 acres out in the country in the Midwest. And I love walking these specific paths. My husband's so sweet. He cut these paths in this long brush for me. And that is my new version of church. I know that sounds disrespectful to some people who attend church and love church and think it's important to go to church. I mean no disrespect. When I used to see people on social media standing in front of an ocean and say church, I was like, oh, gross. So I was judging it too. So I'm okay if you judge me. But for me, that's my version of church. I, I have nothing against people sitting in church. It's just not for me anymore. So that's my version of church, connecting with God that way, connecting to spirit, connecting to divine love, connecting to Mother Earth, being out in nature, God's creation, and also just being in my body. The best way to get embodied is to be in your body is to take a walk. I shouldn't say the best. That's one of the easiest and most practical ways. Just take a walk. You don't have to do breath work and all this other stuff. You can just take a walk. Okay, so I was on one of my walks and I looked over and I looked at the trees and they were looking at me differently. And I'm going to say one last time, I'm not apologizing for what I'm saying. I'm just asking you to put your seatbelt on because for some of you, this is going to be really out there and weird. And some of you may never want to listen to me again. And I'm really okay with that. I only want people listening to the show who feel that it resonates. It doesn't mean you agree with me, but the message of the show resonates. If I trigger you, actually, I think you should keep listening because triggers are loving interruptions and record scratches and invitations to look at ourself. Anyway, I was looking at the trees and they just look different to me. And I stood there for quite some time and I could tell they were communicating with me. I believe, you may not believe, I believe that God will communicate to us through nature if we're open to that. Like that's my thing. Trees are my thing. That's how I get messages many times. You've heard me talk about getting messages from cows one time (laughs) and other animals. And I'm actually going to have someone on my show sometime this winter talking about that, someone who specializes in that, an expert. 
But anyway, this used to happen and I poo-pooed it or I ignored it or I apologized for it or I defended it, justified it, explained it. I hid it away. I didn't want people to think I was strange or weird or communicating with something negative or dark. And now I'm like, you know what? Think what you want, okay? This is the way my creator speaks to me many times. And I looked at these trees and they they were talking to me. They were talking to me. Like it wasn't a face that came out and said, hey, Jill, it's very hard to explain. But through the movement of the leaves, I was getting messages and certain leaves were moving one way and other leaves were moving another way. And it was so peaceful and so beautiful. And it just stopped me dead in my tracks. And then my head would get involved. My ego, my brain would say, this is insane. This can't be happening. And then I'd get right back into my body. I'd hold my hand on my heart and I would breathe. And then the truth came back. Yeah, this is really happening. And it's very difficult to describe. It's like trying to translate a language, right? But for me, the message was very clear. You were correct, Jill, that you were not meant to do that other plant medicine. What's happening right now with you, with us, many people need plant medicine for and you don't. So I knew that they were telling me that there was another plant medicine that is way, way, way like more low key than the first one. The first one, like you get on that ride and there's no getting off, like good luck. This next one can be very gentle, very sweet, very beautiful and does not have to be intense. And that one, it's something you can order on pizza, okay, if that gives you an idea. It's something I used recreationally a couple times in college, but I had never touched it since, nor, nor did I have the desire to touch it whatsoever. And anyway, the trees were saying to me, God was saying to me through the trees. So this other thing you've thought of before, if you would like to visit that, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be gentle. And that's the one that we would like you to use. After this experience, I continued on my walk and I went on a different path in the same field. And lo and behold, what do you think I saw at my feet that had not been there the day before? There were these little mushrooms, three of them growing out of the ground right in front of my feet. And I was like, okay, God, got it. (laughs) So funny. So I decided to do that was someone who facilitated a ceremony for me. And it was taken quite seriously. You know, this wasn't like, here, why don't you have some of this? I mean, a lot went into this. There's a lot I can't share or I won't share. But what I will share with you is is that it was a beautiful, very, very intentional experience and ceremony. A lot of reverence, a lot of respect for what was happening, a safe container and clear understanding and a mutual agreement. And so... When I experienced this plant, at first, actually before it started, I started feeling sick before I even consumed it, like I was getting the flu and body aches, just kind of icky. And it's interesting because that's the same symptom I have when I get really, really stressed. It's like an autoimmune thing. You know, I start feeling like I'm getting sick, even though I'm not really sick. And that's something that happened a lot when I had my breast implant illness So I thought, oh gosh, is that really happening? Why would I be feeling sick going into this? Ugh. Well, then once I consumed this potion, one of the first messages was, and my eyes were closed, I saw myself giving birth to (laughs) a white, like a miniature mailbox of sorts. And I looked down at the mailbox and something said to me, you're not sick, Jill. We just have to deliver something from you. And that was a very, very beautiful message because I clearly knew that my physical symptoms were merely 
a way of my body getting rid of something and shedding something that needed to be shed. So I embraced it. I embraced feeling sick. I felt worse. Every hour that went by, I felt worse, a little bit more chills, achiness, headache. So this episode isn't, you know, a play-by-play. You don't need the play-by-play. There's no point in even talking about the play-by-play, but I had a few beautiful messages and experiences that I want to share. And a lot of you are curious, especially since you knew I said I didn't know if I would ever experience plant medicine. So I'll hit the highlights here. So that alone was a big deal, right? Giving birth to a mailbox? Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't an actual birth. There was no pain. It's just I looked down and it was like coming out from between my legs and I saw it. It was beautiful. So as I started feeling worse physically, I decided I need to surrender. The point is to surrender to this. So I did. I surrendered. And one point, my mentor, my guide said to me that she was guided to tell me to sit up straight, to really have my my spine straight and sit almost like in a position that you might see someone sitting in for meditation so that I could really receive the messages and the wisdom in that way. I did that for a while. And then at one point, I decided to just lay down and curl up almost like in the fetal position and just like take a nap eyes closed, music was playing, and I was off on this journey. Well, not much happened. Like I saw myself as a giant, giant whale um, in the ocean. And the message was, this is you. You're not accessing this, but this is you. Do you know how a shark is in the shark and is, sorry, is in the ocean and is feared? This is what the message was. While a whale is in the ocean, moving steady and slow, a respected and revered member of the neighborhood, but not feared, powerful, but not feared, strength without anyone fearing it, and its presence is just so there. And again, it's hard to articulate, but the message was that that could be me, but I wasn't allowing that. There were other beautiful things that happened, things that I saw in my head that I can't describe. I would need someone to paint them for me so that I could show you. But that was about it. Like not much was happening. So I spoke up to the person who was guiding me who has years and years and years and years and years and years and several hundred (laughs) journeys like this of experience and lots and lots and lots of apprenticeship and mentorship to be able to do what they did with me. And I just said, hey, I just want to share something. Like I just don't I don't really feel much. Not much is happening. And they said to me, it's interesting because I've done this several hundred times and I've consumed what you've consumed and I really feel like I'm in it. There's clearly something blocking you. And I said, I'm not scared. I'm not blocked. And she said, there is. And so we did something called hape. And hape is is like a tobacco ceremony uh, rooted in um, native cultures definitely connected to my Native American and Mexican culture. And it's something that my children have done. My husband has uh, with my experienced mentor. It's harmless and it's wonderful, very grounding. And so I, I wanted to do it, but I've always been afraid of that. Now, how do you know if you're afraid of something or if you're really not meant to do something? Am I afraid because I'm resisting or am I afraid because I'm not meant for this? There's a way to figure it out, right? It's all about your knowing deep inside. It's not coming from your head. It's coming from a deep knowing. 
And my deep knowing was, this is not bad for me. This is harmless. I have full trust with this person. And I know God's saying to me, it's tobacco. It's not a big deal. But what was scary to me was it, it is served to you by inserting this little pipe just a little bit into your nostril. And then the person who serves it to you actually blows it like this up your nose. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, yeah, no. There's some trauma that I have visited from a child. There's some trauma that I haven't visited and it's not been made conscious that I'm aware of that has to do with things being done to me that were violating my sovereignty and my choice. And the idea of anyone inserting anything into me without my permission is terrifying. That's that's why I don't like going to the dentist. So I wanted to honor that, but I also wanted to honor the true deep desire to participate in hape and have a hape ceremony. So I sat with it and a lot of time went by. I wasn't being asked to do it. I wanted to do this. And I felt like I was standing on like a diving board and and trying to decide if I had the courage to jump. Knowing that I would be safe, by the way, not knowing what it would feel like on the way down, but knowing that I would be okay. And lo and behold, the vision, remember, I still had this other substance in my body, right? The plant medicine. And immediately then I was taken to my childhood, standing on the high dive at the pool we went to my whole life. And it wasn't about the high dive. Suddenly I could feel, and I mean feel exactly what it felt like to be who I was at that age. And it was not good. There was such a deep, deep loneliness and so much sadness. Like I was just so fucking lonely. It's so hard to describe. I already knew I was lonely when I was a kid, but I literally was there again. I'm telling you, I was a little girl again. I could feel how it felt. I was like eight years old and I was so alone, so alone. Felt so unheard, unseen, just not valued, not appreciated, not loved which is how I felt as a child. And I proceeded to just bawl my eyes out. I just let it go and let it go and let it go. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. It was so painful. And then all of a sudden I said, oh, I'm ready. And so I did the hape. And the hape was a beautiful experience, very difficult to describe. It's like coming into yourself, coming like to center, grounding. and. Then after that, we decided to drink more of this ceremonial tea, which was obviously, I think, the plant medicine that I'm not naming, but I think you know where I'm going here. And I was ready to have more. I wanted to. I was excited. The block was removed, I could tell. And so I drank more and I laid back down. This was like hours and hours, by the way. And so... I had this idea going into this that I was going to see so much. Like I will play my bowls in my my pink room, my goddess room, my womb room, my ovary office. You've heard me talk about it. And when I play my bowls, I've had experiences where I feel like angels are speaking to me. Like my hands get tingly. I feel God's presence. I feel love. I'll cry. Like really out there, cool shit happens. So I don't have to do a lot. Look at me walking out in nature and the trees are talking to me. So I thought, <laughs> and I've done breath work and seen angels communicating with my grandmother. I mean, a lot has happened. And I thought with this plant medicine, oh my goodness, I'm going to see it all. I'm going to see heaven. I'm going to see like my guardian angel's face. 
I'm going to meet my ancestors. Like I was ready for it. Well, you know, they say, you know how to make God laugh, make plans. (laughs) None of that happened. None of it. I mean, it was cool. I had some cool visions. But do you want to know what the overall message was? You ready for this, everybody? I sat in a hotel suite for eight and a half hours, drank all this stuff, did all this stuff, did all this preparation, all the ceremony to get the message, be you. (laughs) I mean, essentially, that was the fucking message. You don't need to be anyone but yourself. You don't need to see any angels. You don't need to see shit. Just be you. I actually saw my podcast cover. I saw Be Yourself. Right when I got that message, oh, I'm sure it was a coincidence, not. The song that came on was actually about being yourself. I didn't get the message after listening to the song. The song came on after the message came. How cool is that? But truly, if you boil it all down, the message was, for me personally, this is my message, be yourself. You're looking for what your next step is and what your gifts are. You already have them. You have access to them. You keep saying you're going to be the sage and step into being the sage who doesn't need permission, who doesn't need tools, who doesn't need anyone to anoint her, but yet you're not stepping into it. Think about your podcast. Your podcast is all about being yourself. So fucking be yourself. Also, stop holding back. Stop worrying what people will think. Oh, if trees talk to you, who gives a shit what they think? The message was so beautiful and so clear. Be that whale in the ocean. Be yourself. That's it. Stop questioning if God's talking to you. God's talking to you. Stop wondering if it's your angels. It's your angels. Stop worrying about what it looks like to tell people that when you go in nature, you hear things. You do. This is how God designed you. And people don't have to understand you. They don't have to fucking get it. No one needs to understand it. Not your husband, not your mother, not your children. Nobody. Because you have a direct line to your creator. No one else. This is not a party line. No one else gets to be on that call. It ain't a conference call. The messages are for you and you only. And the more you question them and the more you question what you're seeing, the less you're going to get it. Don't worry about the fact that you haven't written your book. Guess what? You weren't meant to yet. Who cares if you stopped and started and you told the world? It doesn't matter. We are writing the story right now. This is part of your story. And there's more coming. And there's more coming that's going to be hard. And that's okay. It's part of your story. It's being written. And then you're going to know when it's time to put pen to paper. Chill out. Be the whale. Slow and steady. You are the ocean. The ocean is you. You're the OG. Literally, that was one of the messages. You are the OG in this neighborhood. The neighborhood was the ocean. You fear nothing. No one fears you. You're only love. That's all there is. And you have a strength and a power that you are not accessing. And it's time, again, to be you. (laughs) No one else. No one else needs to get the memo. I saw a strong connection to Asia. So many Asian faces were coming to me, like ancestors and like, you know, people, I don't know who they were, but I could see them and I could feel them. I thought I was going to see my Native American and Hispanic culture coming. Nope, 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 none of that. Wasn't meant to be. 
I didn't see anything that I need, thought I wanted to see. But you know what the message too was? If we showed you that shit, what's left? We're not going to show you. You're not going to see this now. And as far as what you're supposed to do next, because by the way, I forgot to tell you, I spoke intentions into this tea before I drank it. And I had requests, like respectful requests, and I had an intention. And my request was, please let this be sweet and gentle. Why did I expect to see all these things? (laughs) It was sweet and gentle. It delivered just what I asked for, sweet and gentle. And please help me see how I am meant to be in this world, who I am meant to be in this world, What is the message I am meant to deliver? I've been saying this to God for years. Let my eyes be your eyes. Let my ears be your ears. Let my thoughts be your thoughts. Let my voice be your voice. I am 100% surrendered. What do you want me to do? I will do it. And the message in that ceremony coming from this beautiful plant medicine through all these images and just things I cannot describe was so sweet and gentle and so clear. You will know what you are meant to do when you step into being you. When I fully embrace being me, the next step is obvious. The next chapter will come. There's no reason to think about it ahead of time. So if you're waiting, we're waiting for a big, profound, exciting story. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I have one thing to tell you that's, that's pretty freaking cool. We did hoppy again to like sort of ground back in. It's hard to explain. But in the second experience with Hape, oh my gosh, I was truly on the back of an eagle. I could hear the wind. I could feel the wind. And we were flying at a rapid speed through the mountains. I mean, it was unbelievable. Lasted just seconds. And I just had such a reverence for what God has created and so much gratitude for life. There were messages about my children. One child was in a dark cocoon and I was throwing little love notes at the cocoon. I love you. I love you. You're going to be okay. You're loved. God loves you. God's got you. I love you. Instead of cracking the dark cocoon open and rescuing and saving, there were messages that I'll keep to myself about my kids that were so beautiful. It was a great experience. So, I'm not endorsing this for you. I'm not recommending this for you. I'm not not endorsing it. And I'm not not recommending it for you. I can't wait to do it again. It was beautiful. Do we need that? No. But for me, it was a beautiful vehicle to go really deep. And I'm going to go much deeper next time. So I promised I would share that story. And I'll tell you that when that was over, I was walking the streets of Barcelona. And instead of buying a piece of jewelry that was from Barcelona, there was an antique market the next day and I walked over and I was like, zoom, like I was just like drawn to this market, this this booth and I was drawn to these uh, rings and I knew exactly which one I was supposed to get. And I said, this is unbelievable. And they said, oh, this is from Asia. I'm like, of course it is. It was in particular, it was Japanese, I think. Japanese or Chinese, I can't remember right now. And I bought it and I love it and it's beautiful. Yeah, so that's my story. Thank you for listening. I hope that it gave you insight into your own life as far as following your own path and being yourself. And it was my honor to share that with you. So every day this week until we talk again, breathe, 
love yourself and surrender. <laughs>